Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. To the Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly news podcast to discuss news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of January 29th, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, so we got kind of a big show today. <laughs> so I guess we'll just kind of jump into some things. Um, so I know you're not a big beer drinker, Adam, unless it's Guinness or some mm. or something Irish. Um, right. Racist? No. Um, just no, honest. correct. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company has just unveiled Klingon Imperial Portal Porter, the first of three limited Star Trek beer releases that I will offer in 2017. Klingon Imperial Porter features the following malts: uh, Specialty Two Row Vienna. Uh, what is that? Melandonin, melan, melanoidin, uh, crystal, honey, and pale chocolate, as well as the following hops, Columbus and Vanguard. The 7.3% ABV uh, Klingon Imperial Porter boasts ruby undertones to that pay homage to Klingon blood wine and to the fallen warriors who hold honor above life. Uh, for the a four pack will be priced at approximately ten ninety nine, while a case will sell for approximately sixty bucks. Look for the Klingon Imperial Porter soon at bars and in stores in states including New York, Massachusetts, Washington D.C., Maryland, New Jersey, Illinois, Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Arizona, hey. Nevada, California, Missouri, uh, uh, Michigan. And I was looking at MI going, what the fuck is MI? Oh, Michigan. And Kansas with more to come. Uh, keep an eye on StarTrek.com for news about the beer and the release um, set for release in 2017. So 
Yeah. I mean, I'll try it. I mean, yeah, I mean, in any case, you're going to try it. It doesn't sound very Klingon, though. No, oh, I know. It sounds, like, soft. <laughs> sounds very hipsterish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, I saw that I was like, oh, Which, yeah. honestly, is expected, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. You think people yeah. nowadays can handle Klingon blood wine? Come on. Kapla. <laughs> that should be fun, though. We'll have to, dude. If it comes out in both Arizona and Cali, we should both buy a pack and then just try it on the show. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably be it'll probably be at Sprouts, right? <laughs> Something weird, you know? Yeah. So this mother, listen. You want to talk about dedication? Okay. Mm-hmm. To a, an odd thing to be dedicated about, right? An avid. Nintendo Wii collector claims to have completed their set of all 1,262 Wii games released in North America. Jesus Christ, look at that. Look at this fucking picture this shelf he's got. Use it, and you can see the shelf on the side that isn't really yeah. in the photo. He's collecting other shit too. So. Yeah. He's like, he's um, got, he looks like it might be some GameCube shit if I'm reading the spines correctly. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's legit. Um, That's legit shit right there when you're clicking yeah. fucking GameCube. And games. he's got the he's got the the different colored Wii's up top all positioned dopely. Right. And the fucking Wii As mode. you should. As That's you right. should. User Nintendo Twizzer posted pictures of their complete collection on the Nintendo Age forums, along with some insight into why they they set out to own every single Nintendo or every single North American Wii game ever released. They've also managed to collect all 12 uniquely co- colored first-party Wiimotes, which you can see in the middle of the massive display. By the uh, way, the link for this is on the uh, on the web- on the podcast or on the website, so if you want to check it out. The Wii is a fascinating system, wrote the collector. It sold over 100 million units. It was an insane success for Nintendo. No other Nintendo home system, including the original Nintendo, could touch it in sales. Think about that. Everyone had had one, including my grandma. For mm-hmm. me, I felt it would be an interesting challenge. The Wii was unexplored territory. Not many people have gone for a complete set. Nintendo Twizzer also provided a list of their forty hardest their forty hardest to find Wii games, which was topped by two for one power pack winter blast slash summer sports and maximum racing super carts. Uh, this dude's just legit yeah like i mean Matt this props collection <laughs> this collection is stupid like it's just like and he's got a couple of the dope ones like it's just like how he has it organized yeah you, you know, know that shit's alphabetized too oh fuck yeah it is <laughs> and it's so funny too because when you look at them all in the same place it doesn't look like that many games no but you got to remember that you know with the wii shelf life was pretty long but you got to remember, but, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> compare that to the Wii U games. Oh, I don't know. The Wii U still 300 bucks. We could calm that the fuck down. Was that too soon to make that joke? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. You should have made it. You should have made it a year ago. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> but I thought that was dope. I saw that the other day. And we get these little collection uh, things come up every once in a while. Yeah. It kind of makes me feel old because it's now it's like what I consider newer consoles. <laughs> <laughs> you, you imagine me. This is <laughs> where's, the, where's the NES collection at? Right, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> oh man, it's like when you see those collections of like the um, 
the video game consoles and you see like the um you know the atari the intellivision you know the sega and all that shit just the ColecoVision, you know right. all that shit right there you know that's you're like ah oh. uh so um good news happened this week while the news is reporting other things um this one comes from ed engadget so i'm just going to uh read the article here Remember the media, uh, the media industry's vaulted copy, copyright alert system? It was supposed to spook pirates by having their internet providers send violation notices with the threat of penalties like throttling. However, it hasn't exactly panned out. ISPs and media groups have dropped the alert system with an admission that it wasn't up to the job. While the program was supposedly successful in educating, quote unquote, the public on legal music and video options, the MPAA states that it just couldn't handle the quote, hardcore repeat infringer problem, end quote. There wasn't much to deter bootleggers. The organizations, which included the RIAA, haven't devised an alternative. However, they believe that a habitual pirate should face discipline from their ISP, um, ISPs according to the Digital Millennial Millennium Copyright Act. They also plan to stick to voluntary and cooperative efforts, so you may not have to worry that they'll squeeze providers to, or return to suing customers. It's hard to pinpoint any one reason why the copyright alert system failed. There's no official explanation, but there are a few likely factors. From the onset, CAS was optimistic. It assumed that most pirates didn't even realize they were violating copyright and just needed to be shown the error of their ways. Well, no. Many of them are fully aware of what they were doing, or at least don't care. The other issue may simply be the rapidly evolving nature of online media. Why, when CAS got started, peer-to-peer -peer downloads were still big uh, deal in piracy. They haven't gone away. The MPAA claims that Americans illegally download 981 million movies and TV shows in 2016. But pirate streams are much more commonplace than they were a few years ago. How do you bust someone for streaming a song on YouTube, which primarily hosts legitimate clips? The notice system just wasn't designed to catch present day pirates and there are no clear resolutions in sight right now. Um, yeah, I mean, this the problem that you had with this, and this is where I think it failed. ISPs didn't like doing it. Yeah. The the the, the what the uh, what the movies because did, everyone ends up blaming the ISP for right, bugging them. Right, but the thing is, is that with when you have the MPAA and the RIAA, they wanted like complete, you know, nuclear winter kind of uh, punishment. But the ISPs are like, yeah, but these are people that are paying us money to use our to use our internet. If we punish right. them and cut them off, they're gonna go somewhere else. So we don't want to do that. And therein lies the problem. <laughs> you're asking you're asking ISPs to cut off their because the thing is is that if you cut off their internet, what's gonna happen? They probably have multiple items with you. You're gonna cut off their TV and their phone too, or you know, what else? So right. You know, you're not going to cut off their revenue stream just because they're pinching a few bucks off of, you know, um, you know, Buffy season two. Mm -hmm. I mean, that should really be purchased, though. It's such a classic. Right. Um, <laughs> the I think it's just stupid. It, it I did get dinged one time. I'm be honest. And uh, CenturyLink um, 
cut my internet. And it's funny because when you go on the internet, it will it will have a splash page from them that says, you know, copyright infringement. You need to make a phone call to us. Okay, so I call them and I'm like, what? <laughs> and they they go, oh, it shows here that you illegally downloaded something and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, why? And I actually said this. Why is that any of your business? Hmm. And they the funny thing is, they sounded so like handle me with white gloves right because they don't want you to leave right like i would and i i even said too i don't know why i was such being such an asshole but i was like um does because you're, you're american right <laughs> i was like does does your competition do this like do they do they cut the internet abruptly when i'm in the middle of doing something or do they give a better notice or just leave me the fuck alone altogether hmm. and they were like oh i got a credit <laughs> they reconnected my shit and they gave you a $20 credit. Like <laughs> that just proves that they did not want to fucking do it. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm happy that they're not doing it. Anymore. Not because I bootleg shit all the time, but because it's, if you want to police that you need to police that yourself. You can't tell a private entity to police it for you're screwing their shit up. Well, that was a big because, problem with that from the begin beginning because, um, and here, like for me, uh, I had Time Warner before it became Spectrum. Not right. once did I ever get anything from Time Warner. I didn't even know it was Spectrum. So and, I had... Well, because it got bought out by Charter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, and within... But within oh, six months of the thing, I got one. And it was just like... Oh hey, you know it seems that it could have been it was this and um you know so it was an email and it was like you know if this wasn't you you know make sure to you know make sure your update your router password and all this other stuff and you know if you know if 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 it doesn't you know if it never comes up again you won't hear from us <laughs> you know it was kind of like this hey kind of you know like. Maybe you didn't hey, know. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, guy. You know. You know how you doing? How the, I was expecting like how were the wife and kids? You know before that, um, but but I don't I don't like I don't like Spectrum because they keep sending me everything in Spanish just based off my name, not my actual, not anything else. Um, but that's another thing for another time. Uh, but yeah, and you know, so it's like okay, but it was like. But it was one of those like one one of those sites that wasn't secure, you know. Uh, and there are a lot of those popping up now. Like yeah. The ones that you know, oh, you have to know someone that knows someone that knows someone in order to get into those things, you know. Um, and it wasn't it the it wasn't one of those that that was it. So yeah, I mean, but it it was like I mean I was reading stuff all the time where it was like, you know some had signed a lot all of them had signed up for them but not many of them were actually enforcing it and that's really the issue is enforcement because it's like well how do we do this when we technically have no real obligation to them but the the other problem is is that like time warner owns warner it was owned by warner brothers uh you know so it was like they kind of had to but at the same time it was like well not really our problem anymore because now we separated from them and you know some of these are monopolies so it's like right. they kind of do, but then they kind of don't. It's like, you know, and it's like, yeah, because nobody's going to, you know, drop the 
you know, nobody's going to hit the atomic, the atomic switch and, um, and, and go for that. So, cause yeah, cause there's also too many, too many, um, too many alternatives. Well, the thing is, yeah. And, and like, I have a buddy who, um, he streams, he streams, uh, sports games because mm-hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't have cable and he can't, he can't, he, what is it? He doesn't have cable. You only see, it's only from his TV. Oh, I remember what it is. Um, he wants to watch the local team. All right. But if he, if he purchases, if he purchases, it's baseball. If he purchases the MLB like internet package, mm-hmm. they'll give him everything but the local team. I hate that. Because it's blackout. Right. So he goes, well, fuck you. And he just streams it. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's against the law, but it's stupid that it's against the law well, because yeah. you're just not watching it on the channel they want you to watch it on. Like, right. Fuck you. And that, that's one of the, the, one of the things that I've always hated about it was that it's like, oh yeah, you know, you can watch everything. Oh, but it's playing locally. We have blackout rules. So, you know, we can't, you know, we can't show you the one because of blackout rules. That's the same problem that everybody here has with, um, the Dodger games because it's all on that time Warner, um, time Warner sports channel. Yeah. But if you got MLB, it's like, oh no, because it's still being technically available locally, you can't watch it. Well, baseball's the worst. Yeah. Like, it's the hardest to to watch, <laughs> which is sad. <laughs> I know. Because um, they, they just, they're so fucking hardcore about that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's them and the, them and the NFL. That's just, yeah. they're all money hungry bastards anyway. They can all suck a dick for all I care. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Trump. Steve, two thousand twenty. Because you know we can't say thanks, Obama anymore. You know we gotta. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> that sounds meaner. It does, doesn't Cause, it? Because his his name ends abruptly. Right. It doesn't roll off the tongue. So it's like thanks, Trump. Yeah. I like, go. Oh. Like, oh, somebody's pissed there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to dial it down. <laughs> oh man. All right. So on that note. Let's go into our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing, uh, <laughs> it's just cool. I was like, that's just cool. Um, so this comes from the Nerdist. I'm just going to read the article. California Congress member Lan Dieppe, a AmeriCorps alumnus, uh, former legal aid attorney and road trip enthusiast, did something in government recently that so few, so few seem to be willing to do swear to uphold the constitution of the united states of america while wearing a sweet replica of the captain america's shield while there are not enough um, there may not be enough scientists or engineers in government yet uh, the people of the great state of california in san jose's fourth district can be certain that there is at least one magnificent magnificently qualified nerd now representing them Dieppe, who, who has a stellar background in public service, has been collecting comic books since he was in third grade. And according to the Washington Post, he owns a working Ghostbusters ghost trap as well as a piece of kryptonite under glass. <laughs> That's a hardcore nerd right there, dude. Yeah. Uh, Dieppe told the Post that he has already had his official group swearing in and decided to have some fun with his swearing in, which was apparently his third. And while Dieppe is... D- Doubt, doubtlessly inspired by Cap's ideals, he said that he pulled out the old cranium cracking vibranium because he had, quote, 
this really cool shield that he never gets to show anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about this because it's cool. But it's also really fucking silly when you're supposed to be a little bit more serious. Hey, I, mean, I still, this, I still this, thought it was cool in this day and age. Who cares? You no, in this day and age, you kind of need that symbol. That's true. You, you kind of. He should have came in the full outfit, <laughs> right? Comes out ready to fucking go. <laughs> Comes in there, yeah. Or fucking just even hired a uh, Chris Evans to come in as Captain America, swear in for him. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, this is no joke. <laughs> Did fucking Captain America on the board? God damn. <laughs> Uh, Deep emphasized that the reason he held Captain America's shield, why he took the oath of office, is because he wanted to bring a moment of levity to the proceedings, and that even though he takes his job seriously, he takes himself less seriously. Deep also posted an article of his swearing in with the hashtag, hashtag, government can be fun. As far as Deep's continuing implicit duties to the nerds of America, he um, it's likely his shield-inspired... Uh, Ideals won't be fading from his memory anytime soon as Cap's protector will be hanging in his office. There. Well, oh, go ahead. If someone in government's going to idolize any superhero, you'd want it to be Captain America. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so win win right there. Uh, there it will be seen by, quote, all enemies, foreign and domestic, <coughs> Hydra, as well as anybody <laughs> who can appreciate a top notch replica. Um, yeah, so. I saw that I was like, that's just cool because you never see. Because the thing for me, like too many public officials take themselves way too fucking seriously. Yeah, that's true. And, and I think, especially you know, with this particular, um, you know, the particular climate that we're in, I, I think that kind of levity, levity, and just kind of like that's just cool. It, it makes people smile, you know. At least that's what I think, anyway. Six months from now does nothing <laughs> six months from now gets nailed for you know prostitutes and you know drugs and stuff Tra fucking prostitute trafficking all types of weird shit like what the fuck you're and, not captain america and you're it, red skull <laughs> and at the end formation of hydra shit <laughs> like fuck i knew they were real <laughs> hiding in plain fucking sight i see <laughs> so my one awesome thing and i haven't even played this game yet <laughs> Um, but I have watched some gameplay footage from this new Resident Evil game. I'm going to tell you like this. This game is dope as fuck. First off, it breathes new life into a famous franchise that kind of fell off. Let's be honest. And it, it it's so weird because so it reminds me the most, and a lot of people are saying this too, it reminds people the most of the first Resident Evil in a good way. Like, you're in a single house the entire... Now, the house is fucking ginormous. Right. But you're in this single house. But the difference is, first of all, the graphics are fucking dialed up to a thousand. <laughs> um, and you're... There are people in the house. So I don't know exactly how this works. It doesn't matter because I wouldn't spoil it anyway. Right. Very story-driven game. But... um. There's a family in the house. There's a mother, a father, and a son. The son's like an adult, though, his 20s. And they have, there's something wrong with them. Like they're super strong. They're eating fucking dead flesh, but they speak. They're not like normal, the normal Resident Evil zombies. Like 
they're just fucking out, out there crazy mm-hmm. and um you have to go through this house and you're trying to there's all the stuff you'd expect puzzles weird fucking locks on the doors do they make sense that they're there not yeah. really but it doesn't fucking matter the puzzles are on point. I was watching. I was watching some of the puzzles get done, and they're fucking. They're challenging, but not like fuck this game challenging. Right. Um, no rage quit. It, right. But the crazy thing is, you're walking through this house, and you got the safe rooms again. It's the only place you can save. You have to be in a save room, and none of the the other characters in the game are walking around the house too. And if they see you, you're fucked. So you have this this like. You're trying to solve the puzzle and you're figuring things out and you find like VHS tapes and it's <laughs> cool because you find the VHS tape, you put it into the VCR and then it you're in control of the main person in the tape. For It's like a, it's almost like a flashback sequence and you're piecing things together that way. And then, um, but you could be walking around you, you hear the fucking dude around the corner you gotta hide behind something. And it, it's fucking intense. Like, if none of you have this game, go check some footage out on YouTube. And if you're into horror games, if it's not in your collection within the month, you're fucking up. <laughs> like, I'm thinking seriously about picking this one up. Like, it just looks – and I don't even like horror games that much. It right. just looks so fucking dope. And the whole, like, thing is – it's really weird. I'll tell you the first thing because why not? <laughs> if you don't want to hear it, fucking plug your ears for the next two minutes. Not even two minutes. So – Dude, dude's girlfriend leaves for a babysitting gig or something and she keeps sending him videos of herself like hey I'm here and then she sends the videos like you know I'm sorry I lied to you but don't come get me and she looks terrified so of course he goes and gets her right and, um, right. and he finds her in the house and she's like all kind of spacey like out of it and she says we have to go And but then she keeps going like we're going to be a family here but no, we have to go. Like, like just weird shit. Then all of a sudden, she goes ghoul face and fucking shanks him. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, fuck you. Man. It was intense, <laughs> dude. Like, it's just, it's just super intense. Like, it's um, and it's all, it's unlike the original Resident Evil. It's not third person. It's first person. Oh shit. So you're looking through the eyes of the main character. So you're you're in this shit. You know what I mean? And and I noticed too when I was watching, it doesn't rely too much on the cheesy jump scares. Like it's the suspenseful "I'm going to die" fear. Like <laughs> if that dude over there sees me, I'm fucking done. And right. you're fucking like trembling. You know what I mean? Um, it just looks great. It, it looks re- it's like going through your own your own horror basically, which is something the Resident Evil series has forgotten was its charm uh, for a while now. So pick it up. That's it. Hmm. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never real. I've never really been uh, been into those kind of games. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I love the I'll trust you on them. Of, I love the first few of them, like the first one, the second one where you were the cop and Nemesis. Those three are fucking like the trifecta of awesome. And then after that, it started doing some weird shit, and I didn't, I didn't care for him anymore. But this one, I'm definitely picking it up. All right, all right. Well, with that note, I think it's uh, time we jump into some headlines. Comic critics, retailers, creators, and fans were rocked this week by a sudden shakeup 
in the New York Times bestseller list. After eight years with no warning and little explanation, the paper had decided to stop compiling and printing its hardcore graphic novel, paperback graphic novel, and manga bestseller list. When asked for comment, the Times gave a statement to the Beat saying, quote, Beginning February 5th, the New York Times will eliminate a number of print, but mostly online, only bestseller lists. It, in recent years, we introduced a number of new lists as an experiment, many of which have been, are being discontinued. Uh, according to the, among the lists, among the lists, the New York Times will be keeping our 10 children, young adult, hardcover chapter books and advice miscellaneous. Um, the Times has a long history of excluding comics dating back to the era of the first widely popular weekend supplement comic strips in America, the precursor to so many of today's funny pages, and thus also to the work of Charles Schultz, Bill Watterson, and Gary Larson, the Yellow Kid. The Yellow Kid comics were so popular that two of the most popular American papers of the time, Joseph Pulitzer's New York World and William Randolph Hearst's New York Journal American engaged in a bidding war over who could offer the highest salary to his creator, Richard F. Olcott. When Hearst won and Olcott failed to properly secure his copyright, Pulitzer simply hired another artist to keep making Yellow Kid strips. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that seems to be pretty much the gist of the article. The rest of it goes into, uh, you know, where it started and what happened. Um, it says, at this point, cartoonists like Allison uh, Bechdel and Jean Ling Wang are getting MacArthur Genius Grants, and a graphic novel can, be, can win a National Book Award, but it's difficult to understand how the New York Times can call the eight-year inclusion of comics in the paper's bestseller list an experiment that apparently failed. Um, because the New York Times is stupid sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't... I. It's stu it's stupid to me because comic books when when you say comic books people who don't read them think of superheroes right and and rightfully so but comic books are one of two and I've said this many times one of two original American art forms mm -hmm. and and they should be respected they should be on bestseller lists they sh they should be um, just as respected as a novel you know just because there's pictures in it doesn't mean it's not important. You know, so I, I think that this was a mistake. Um, but who fucking cares about the New York Times list for comic books? Right. We have our own lists. Right. You know, so fuck you. Well, yeah. Is what I, me, my official stance on it. To me, it's just the, the arrogance of the New York Times in assuming yeah. comics are, you know, what you normally, you know, what you would expect to superhero stuff or, you know, the, the fanciful stuff as opposed to, you know, some graphic novels that actually tell a really compelling and good story so i think um i think it's just the new york times basically being um full of itself and thinking our readers don't read graphic novels which you know. they've always been full of themselves yeah let's be let's honest. be honest <laughs> you know so um i'm not really surprised yeah um sorry 
I love I love all of you. Um, <laughs> I'm just full of love today. You know? <laughs> yeah. After you got rid of all the hate earlier, so you know. <laughs> right. Speaking of comic books, oh, segway. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers has decided to take the Flash movie in an entirely new direction. Because of this, the script is getting a page one rewrite, according to Variety. While no director has been signed on to helm the movie since Rick Fumiyawa uh, left the project in late October, Warner Brothers has hired uh, Joby um, Harold to handle the script rewrite. Harold is the scriptwriter behind the upcoming King Arthur Legend of the Sword, which did not look good. That was me, not the article. <laughs> um, which director Guy Ritchie, no wonder, promises will be huge <laughs> and spectacular. Of course it will be. Just like all of Guy Ritchie's movies. Hmm. Moving on. Warner Brothers declined to comment Variety because they don't fucking need to. Cyborg is reported to appear in the Flash movie, as well as the Justice League movie. The Flash's Iris West, love interest to Barry Allen, is also reportedly making an appearance in the Justice League film. Whether or not the reported Cyborg role survives the script rewrite remains to be seen. The DC blockbuster... That has nothing to do with anything. Why would they put that at the bottom? Because they need to have so many words for the article. <laughs> no, they're I'll, I'll read it just because it's so dumb. The DC blockbuster Batman vs. Superman Donna Justice failed to resonate with critics, earning eight Razzie nominations, including Worst Picture. However, audiences seem to enjoy it with a total worldwide gross of 873 million USD. Okay. Wow. We're, we're talking <laughs> about the Flash, guys. Um, good job. Anyway, um,. The, I mean, this is not unheard of for no. something like this to happen, especially yeah. with this comic book connected universe shit. I feel, I feel the chance of rewrites is much higher because if they change something down the road, they need to account for it in the other movies. Right. Uh, I think most likely the reason this is getting a page one rewrite is simply to attract directors. Mm. Um, because at this particular point, you know, they have a time scale. They have a time schedule to meet. Um, as much as they don't admit it, you know, they do. They need to get the flash out. Um, so what they're most likely doing is doing a page one, because the original script that they had was developed by the other director. So here right. they're probably doing a page one rewrite of, this is what we're offering. We need somebody who basically can kind of direct this movie. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Even though it gets the page one rewrite and then they pull another director, They'll make changes, so it's doubtful this edition version of the script will ever see the light of day. Right. I think, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Like, they're saying, hey, um, we're not seeing any directors. How about we start start fresh? Yeah, we'll send, we'll send the script out to some directors, and they may, like, oh, I like what you're doing with this. What if we do this? And then they rewrite it and then film it. So, you know. Um, so I think that's probably what most likely they're trying to do is trying to get some uh, talent there. Yeah. All right. Well, less than a week after celebrating his 77th birthday, award-winning actor John Hurt passed away. TR, um, the Hollywood Reporter reported on his passing, which came after the 2015 diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. But more importantly, after nearly 55 years of acting on the big and small screens, our thoughts and prayers and deepest condolences go out to Hurt's family, friends, and loved ones. In 1962, at the age of 22, Hurt began his acting career with bit parts in the TV series Z Cars and Probation Officer, made his London stage debut in Infanticide in the House of Fred Ginger, and starring in his first film, 
the wild and the willing things really took off for her in the 70s during which he starred in the as the uh indulgent emperor caligula in the 1976 tv miniseries i claudius and landed an oscar-nominated turn in the oscar-winning film midnight express followed by perhaps his most memorable role as kane in ridley scott's alien mm. not to be overlooked however Hurt's voice acting roles in the 1978 animated films Watership Down, in which he voiced Hazel, and The Lord of the Rings, in which he voiced Aragorn. In 1980, brought the Oscar-nominated role to Hurt uh, as John Merrick, the title character of David Lynch's The Elephant Man. This would be the last of Hurt's Oscar nods. Some of the most iconic pop culture characters were still to come. He played Winston Smith, the protagonist of 1984 before flipping the antagonist role of the oppressive overlord Adam Sutler in V for Vendetta. Years later, S.R.'s Hayden had inf an influential scientist and billionaire in contact, and the wand scholar Ollivander in the Harry Potter franchise, Professor Trevor Boone in the Hellboy movies, and Adler Professor in the most recent Indiana Jones film, uh, the voice of the dragon in the excellent TV series Merlin, and resistant leader Gilliam in Snowspear, uh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Snowpiercer, just to name a few. Hurt continued his work right up to his death. Keep an eye out for his final roles in 2017, including Eric Stiles' drama, The Good Night, Daniel Zeke Burke's thriller, Damascus Cover, Ron uh, Scalpello's sports drama, My Name is Lenny, and Joe Wright's biological, uh, biographical drama picture, Darkest Hour, in which he'll play Neville Chamberlain opposite Gary Oldman's Winston Churchill. Um, this this article mentioned most of his um, his film, all of his film roles. But one of the things that we like to mention is most recently in 2013, he was the War Doctor in Doctor Who, yes. which entered him in Doctor Who canon as as the Doctor. One of the most influential doctors in the timeline too right yeah definitely yeah definitely one because he was the one that handled the time war and actually made the uh what was it the um the sacrifice of gallifrey to win the war against the daleks so yeah. um this he's if you don't know him by name you you have seen any of his movies especially if you've seen hellboy harry potter and most importantly the original alien because he was the original yeah. android before John, um, before John Hendrickson or um, Michael Fassbender, he was the original android. So, some really great stuff, and he even parodied that character in Mel Brooks's Spaceballs. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, where he's there, he's telling the judge that all of a sudden he, it comes out, he's like, oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Ah, oh, I was so sad to hear that." It was one of yeah. those. Even like Adam gave me that just one line text, like John Hurt. I was like, "Ah, so sad." But I, I did. I forgot that he had. Um, uh, he did have uh, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer um, back in the day. So, what's a man to do if he runs out of? Uh, doesn't it doesn't matter who you are, man. That cancer gets you. Yeah. So let's uh now that we're all uplifted and happy. Um <laughs> You're welcome. let's move <laughs> let's move on uh to something interesting. So Square Enix and Marvel have announced a multi-game partnership. 
starting with an Avengers game made by Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics. That trailer and, was fucking and, ridiculous. <laughs> and Dusex developer uh, Eidos Montreal, due for release in 2018. Let me stop right there and explain the fucking weight of what I just said, okay? <laughs> Marvel, Avengers, you already know. I don't have to explain that. Square Enix, every Final Fantasy game, okay? New, and a lot the, of other the games, The new Tomb too. Raider games. The new Tomb Raider games. Crystal Dynamics. The new and old t- fucking Tomb Raider games. Right. We're not fucking around right now. We're talking big heavy hits. Yeah. Announced first on Twitter, of course, there are a few details so far other than the cryptic use of the word reassemble in the trailer and hashtags. The current name of the game appears to be the Avengers Project, but that is almost certainly a working title. I, yeah, it's probably changing. <laughs> Um, the trailer's YouTube description sheds slightly more light on the game on the game and the partnership between Square and Marvel. Quote, the Avengers project is being designed for gamers worldwide and will be packed with all the characters, environments, and iconic mo- moments that have thrilled longtime fans of the franchise. Featuring a completely original story, it will introduce a universe gamers can play in for years to come more details on the Avengers project and other games will be announced in 2018. The description appears to point to the creation of a Marvel gaming universe, whether this would slot in alongside the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which encompasses most of the Marvel property of TV and film, is unclear. So I agree. It definitely <laughs> sounds like they're they're trying to make a Marvel game universe, yeah. and I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the cinematic universe if they're smart. Yeah, so it, they can make an entirely new fucking universe. I think it, I think if they were going to try to do a a video game universe to match that, we would have seen a lot more games. But after like what the first two Iron Man movies, they really didn't do anything after that. They kind of just let everything mm-hmm. go away. So I think at this particular, they've probably been working on this for a while. Of like, we need to do like a, a, a awesome game. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, listen, if they make a universe, what happens now with Marvel? You have to see them all because yeah. they're all fucking connected. Now we all have to buy the games. You're gonna buy that one Avengers game if this is dope, right. and then all of a sudden here come all the other ones, the fucking solos and shit, and they're all connected. In you're gonna be like, you know what? I might as well just get a second job and, and just forget. <laughs> right. I have to. I have to say goodbye to the daylight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because I mean, the, it, go ahead. No, I just it's awesome. That's all yeah. I want to say. Like, yeah, because at this particular point with the Avengers, and especially since they've established the cinematic universe, now we can have, you know, Doctor Strange pop in, more Banner, you know, like, you know, uh, Guardians popping in for whatever fucking reason. You know, we could just Maybe. we can have all of those kind of adventures that we really kind of want, and because we know those heroes, you know, we can see them in a in a more um, stylized game and probably in the way many of the Marvel movies wish they could show. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm when I, I saw that if you haven't seen the teaser trailer for it, I do have it on one of our playlists on our Facebook I mean our YouTube page. So check it out. I mean it's just really Friday's voice or the voice of Friday from um uh the Avengers and um uh Civil War just but like the glimpse of the shield and the gauntlet and the and the hammer i was just like Ugh. yeah it's definitely it's definitely a teaser yeah. it's not going to give you any any information but it's um heading to blue balls world, man yeah <laughs> i mean and we probably little things are going to leak out but if we're not looking until 2018 
Yeah, basically either. try to forget about it <laughs> yeah like we just told you about it well, but try to forget about it yeah yeah don't think about it but you're thinking about it that's you're really right. what it <laughs> um but yeah in 2018 that's um uh infinity war yep. so tie in no i want it to be a separate <laughs> universe <laughs> we're gonna have to wait for four games to get thanos in the video game you know <laughs> right i wanted to start all over again <laughs> But remember, but with video games. right? Remember, don't think about it, but think about it. Right. So don't think about it. Be about it. You know what I mean. <laughs> so on that note, that brings us to the end of the headlines. Hey. What was that? I don't. Know. <laughs> Hey, if some of your fucking Bonzi. <laughs> I, I was just feeling it, dude. You know, don't judge me for feeling feeling the groove. Actually, that was that was funny because I actually just watched uh, uh, The Martian for the first time yesterday, and uh, yeah, you fucking up by the way for waiting <laughs> this long. And I watched it on HBO Go. <laughs> um, but the funny thing was, is like they wanted to. He's like they want to take a picture of me. So what do I do? Do I give the, you know, senior portrait stance or the, you know, kind of with the ass kind of stance? And then he gives the A. Yeah. <laughs> Although I got to admit, they had more Marvel actors in that movie than fucking ever. And, uh, and, um, well, I know it's hard to notice, but there is a film industry outside of the Marvel universe going but it, on. But it's just kind of funny because I'm like, going, oh, Winter Soldier. Oh, dude from Ant-Man. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's the dude. That was, so, that was the dude Everyone's in a Strange. Marvel movie. Yeah, it's like going, like everyone it's just all wants to be connected. Part of Marvel it's all connected. <laughs> they should have just sent somebody over there to get him. But my favorite, my favorite was, you know, you got Sean Bean in there, who doesn't die in this movie, spoiler alert. Um, Congratulations but, for him too. Yeah, you know, for for making it through that. Um, and then he ties in a deleted scene. Just <laughs> falls well, off his chair. <laughs> well, in the scene at the end of the movie where they show like where they are after when the the next mission goes, and he's teaching golf. I was like, I expected like to see like somebody come up behind and just stab him. You know, right. <laughs> he just like dies at the end of it for, for no, no reason. reason. <laughs> like I told I told Steve because he told me he's like oh, Sean Bean's in the movie and he hasn't died, and I said, you know what? I know it's funny games, but he forever gets a pass for dying in every movie, for dying like such a badass in The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like, he got up one he could have only got up once and been a badass. He got up like twice. Oh yeah. Like, fuck these bitches. But what was funny with um with him with that was the fact that he uh he uh that he's in the room and then they're all making the Lord of the Rings jokes. Yeah. You know, with him in the room. I was like, nice <laughs> and he was the one that was like oh it's for nerds or some yeah. stupid shit <laughs> yeah. like that i was like yeah you know that was kind of just a moment like hey we're gonna do this joke uh but uh anyway but uh but man that when the chinese came out that gave me feels dude when they came out for yeah. the rocket that just kind of gave me some feels but anyway back to um back to the back to the lecture at hand um uh, I, I made this, I let everybody know on Twitter. So if you didn't catch my Twitter post, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I mean, but for real, you but know for what real, I mean? Yeah, like... But for real, just go fuck yourself. That's really what I'm saying. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm trying. Adam and I are going to tr- are trying to catch up on um, some comics that uh, we felt extremely behind on, and I'm also for me I'm trying to uh, pick up on some DC stuff because I want to kind of branch out in my pull list. So uh, last week we didn't do our pull list. I don't think uh, I can just actually just check. No, no, because we discussed um, Samsung. This week we're not doing a pull list, and next week we won't be. So um, the first uh, show in February, we'll be back pulling the pull list and um, be more um, more intense on what you know on what's going on, and um, more of a variety for myself because I've kind of fallen behind on reading strictly Marvel books, and I really I've been listening to some DC comic podcasts, and they kind of got me into you know like damn I gotta read up on those, so I have my homework cut out for me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I need only to do the same because I'm doing it like from the beginning of Rebirth, so you know that's that's some of them. Some of those fuckers are twice a week, so that was like, or not twice a week, but twice a month. So yeah, they weren't. They, they're not playing. Yeah. Like DC said, "Hey Marvel, guess what? We're gonna have a bunch of books too." <laughs> like it, it's like fuck, man. If if you're just trying to read comic books, it sucks sometimes. <laughs> it's it does feel like a chore in in some instances, yeah. which is why we fall behind sometimes. Exactly. So in this particular, um, so we're going to put discussion topics in, um, in those like we did last week. So this week, um, we, I'm, I'm going to have a discussion, but it's going to be based kind of on this, but kind of more in general terms. Um, so this week, Facebook, um, announced that in, (laughs) in the effort to stop spreading fake news, because, you know, they decided to get rid of human people and tried to do an algorithm um, by what people shared and then not realizing that people share bullshit all the time. Um, so a lot of these fake news things kind of make it to the top of the list and, you know, they get spread and then people wonder why, how do fake news get around there? So according to the new, um, to their new system, um, let me see if I can find the, uh, I'll start from this part of the, of the, post and this comes from the stack.com according to uh will cowhart facebook's vp of product management the um, the attribution feature was the most requested in the wake of last august's revision of facebook's news algorithm only three days after removing its human-led curation team last summer facebook was accused not least by the washington post of automatically propagating fake news stories as a result of using crowd-driven metrics to define news topics of interest. It seems that the price of curving clickbait was, well, anything but resembling the truth. The headline that appears, writes um, Cathcart, is automatically selected based on a combination of factors, including the engagement around the article on Facebook, the engagement around the publisher overall, and whether other articles are linking to it. Effectively, this means the number of likes and shares around a specific post, how well followed the publisher is on Facebook, and least changed the classic SEO metric of inbound links. So basically, what they're trying to do is in effect, how many people does this site have following them? Um, do people comment on it? Do people share it? Are people reading this? And then probably are they paying for our, to advertise on our site? Because, you know, that's what Facebook really wants you to do 
in order right. to get more and to get more out there they want you to pay, pay for your shit so my question is about curation facebook wanted to kind of do the same thing tw twitter does twitter and but twitter's curation goes based on hashtags you know what hashtag is trending what you know um so facebook was trying to do well what news is trending and instead of kind of you know giving you like a headline um the what was in the version that's in there now was just like like in the vision they're showing they're showing um united states border patrol 8.4k people talking about this in the um new version it's the United States Border Patrol. Border Patrol seizes three million for two cars, two cars heading to Mexico, and it gives you who's doing it, like Fox News on this one. Um, and Netflix curates stuff based on what we've seen or what we've watched. And Netflix does never does not forget when you watch bad movies. In oh fact, it God. reminds it, you all the time that you watched it, a bad movie. If you accidentally click on mm -hmm. a bad movie, it, it'll be three years later. It's still telling you to watch that fucking movie. It'll like, show up on. It. It'll show up on your fucking credit report. That's how often it will send you a fucking Christmas card. Like it <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> it, so you know you have you know with that and then if, you know, oh we have a lot of other. You know, you have curation on, on other sites. So my question is really, how much curation do we need? You know, and we also have that through Amazon, you know, oh, you bought this. So let's show you more ads of what you bought. You know, it's the my I guess the big question is how much curation do we need? And at the same time, they're all trying to use an algorithm. And the algorithms that a lot of them are using are very flawed. Right. So do we need it? Do we need these sites to tell us, hey, you know, we these news articles are trending. Why can't we just find uh why can't we just find this shit on our own? You know, because are we because I know Facebook wants to dominate the universe as they've always tried to do, but do we really fucking need it? No. But I mean that argument can go we don't need most shit. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Like, I, I guess, I don't know. Facebook, the problem with Facebook is they're losing their relevancy. And they're trying so hard to keep people on Facebook. But at the end of the day, there's other shit to do. Right. Especially with the with the young people now. Most, most young people that I know, I'm talking early 20s, who might be working at my job or something like that, they don't even go on Facebook. No. They're on Snapchat or on Instagram. You know, it's all photos because as we get, as we progress through time, we regress in intelligence. Yeah. So the less words, the better. That's what keeps happening. Like I could just put a picture and a bunch of hashtags and fucking emojis, and that's all they want to do. Pretty soon we're gonna you know, go back to scrawling images on rocks. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's too hard. Uh, you know, uh, and honestly, uh, let's not. <laughs> You know, lest we forget, the peop most of the people on Facebook are just screaming about things they don't understand. Right. So it's it's not like I mean I I know a lot of people after and we won't get into this, but I know a lot of people after the uh, the um, presidential race who just won't even go to Facebook anymore because yeah. they don't fucking hear it. Yeah. You know. And, and we we kind we kind of do go into this on our podcast for Friday, 
uh, just another podcast. We kind of get into a right. little bit of that, but but we say that not <laughs> right. So I think um, I think in that in that strive to be relevant, they they're trying to personalize the experience as much as possible. Um, but I think a logarithms like that, while they can be accurate a good chunk of the time, you could you could have a weird day where you just look at something weird. And then it just clink, it just holds on to it, right? You know, and it, and it wants to show it to you on like Netflix with the one bad movie, right? Like, and then you're just annoyed because you don't want to see that shit all the time, right? You know, and God forbid somebody was on your account. Like, oh, I have God, kids. Yeah. We all have different accounts on Netflix, but sometimes being kids, they'll be on my account, and they'll they'll watch fucking all the little kid shows and then it screws up my shit. Right. <laughs> and it tells me I want to watch Thomas the Tank Engine and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? You know. Mommy, why I mean, is dad watching Dead Hookers from Mars? <laughs> don't judge me. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. we're, we're talking about bad movies, not, not <laughs> fucking masterpieces. Um, but it, it's, it does get kind of, the only thing I don't agree with is when people say it's creepy. Like, why is it creepy? Like, the computer's just, it sees what you're doing right? and then it's letting you know that you're watching this and that. And I was talking to someone before, I said, well, it's creepy because they t it tells the company what you're watching. I'm like, and? What's the point? Like, why is that? It back at, as far back as the, the 50s, the 40s, marketing in yeah. general, they just didn't have the technology to do stuff that they're doing now, but they used to go and take polls. What, what soap do you use? What fucking, because they're trying to figure out what people like. So they could, that's the shopping cards when you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, you can save money if you use your, your fucking shopping cards. So you're not saving money. You're just getting it at the normal price. They just, they want to know who's buying what so they know what to stock the shelves with. Right. But Why is that a big deal? Yeah. For the same token though, is, you know, back in the day, if you ordered something from some company, suddenly you started getting catalogs from that company. You know, uh -huh. it was like you just you started getting. Oh, check out our new spring line. The fuck cares? Or better yet, for me, you know, all of a sudden I started getting Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs. Never bought anything from them. Never did anything from them. But I started getting those catalogs. So of course, and I enjoyed those catalogs. I, exactly. You know, I was like, you know, young guy. It's a cold night. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Why not? You know, got to keep warm somehow. But um, it's cold freshening people. The thing. <laughs> That's, that's the thing that bugs me is, is this this whole this whole idea of like oh Facebook is um, curating what I'm doing and it's it's giving me direct messages. That's Big Brother. That is not Big Brother. No, Facebook does not control your fucking government. You right. know, the, it, it's not the government sneaking in on you. And it, regardless you don't of like what, it, and regardless of what people think they're trying to do, right? They're not. People, no, 99% of the planet is not important enough to fucking watch. Yeah. Like, that's what people don't fucking get. And it's really bad in America because we're all brought up with this everyone's special thing, yeah. especially if you were born in the 80s or the 90s. And it, and I've broken free of it <laughs> because I was, I was raised Irish where everyone sucks and you're not going to amount to shit. That's pretty much what you're told. Yeah, you're, but, you're, you're told you don't, you're, you're not special. <laughs> hey, you ain't shit all the time. So the, you have these people that, oh, well, I can't, I don't, I don't use um, the location services on my phone. I'm like, oh, why? Because it drains your battery? No, because I don't need them to watch me. Like, no one fucking cares where you're going. Right. Unless you're a criminal. 
But if you're just a normal, no one cares that you went to work Monday through Friday and stopped off at the fucking grocery store. No one gives a shit. I mean, the most times times you want to really be leery about something like that is, let's say, a camera app wants to have, you know, uh, you know, access to, I don't know, like your contact list, you know, or some random kind of thing on um, permission that it's asking, you know, it's like, no. You know? But even then, that's not Big Brother. That's 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 a third party that's trying to steal something. Yeah, or yeah. trying to like you know, it, it's trying to find out extra stuff about you for marketing purposes to have specialized ads for you and things like that. That's all what that it's all done for profit. But right. the only thing that when it becomes Big Brother is when you know the NSA is looking for something and then they're like, well, let's go ahead. It's like the scene from Dark Knight. You know when they access all the phone all all the mobile phones right you know to to go ahead and find um to find bane you know that's that's an ethical issue but to find the joker yeah was it the second one? i thought it was the third one no it was the second one, was they it did the that. Second one? Oh. oh yeah that's right yeah to find to find the joker and so you know that's that's a different story but you know but then again if batman was doing it i think we'd all be okay with it um but it in in regards to curation, and I was listening to another show who brought up a good point. Um, like, let's let's go back to let's talk about Netflix, and it says like, oh, you watched, you know, this one, even even though you may have watched like thirty seconds of it, go, oh shit, I hit the wrong movie. You go out of it, it shows like, oh well, you watched this one, so based on that, here are a bunch of movies that suck the same way this one does. Why do we have to have that? Why can't we just have like, oh, this is Netflix? A to Z, every movie we have. Well, I, on the on the opposite end of that, and and I know Amazon does. I have a a Kindle Paperwhite, and and they do the same thing. Like based on what you're reading, we think you like this and this. That that's kind of smart on their side, and also for me, I enjoy that. So like, if Netflix curation is working properly, um, I I watch like I watched Luke Cage, okay. I completely forgot about um, Jessica Jones. Right. But because I watch Luke Cage and other comic book related properties, it's going to tell me, hey, you're probably going to like this. Right. They're like, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, and they, I understand that. But my, my thing is, is that why can't I have the option mm. to see something else? Because, yeah, the option would be to because, turn it off. You know, one of the things I found that, you know, how sometimes on certain movies it gives you certain stars. Yeah, you know, those are ba- those. I found out recently that those stars are based off of things that you've watched. So based on your viewing habit, they think, oh, this gets one star because based off your viewing habit, you probably won't like this movie. Right. So now it's making it's just making choices for to, me. Right. They're they're making guesses on what you'll like because you're only gonna like one certain kind of thing. Yeah. So you let's know? say you just decide, you know, you you get on that. Yeah, I want to check out, you know, I, I want to check out the, the Marvel movies. Or you go like, oh, I just went through a horrible breakup, so you're watching rom-coms or shit like that. And so based off of that, these movies, oh, you know, want this, but I don't want that anymore. I want to, you know, I want to chillax or whatever. So, you know, in a lot of instances, we should have the ability to say, you know, okay, okay, granted, I like those, but let, let me give me the option to kind of go A to Z. 
you know you know who's you know who's really bad at that Mm. uh youtube oh god yeah they recommend it like you'll watch my youtube yesterday was mostly world of warcraft and other mmo stuff all right and um maybe like a few people that i watch and similar people i watched two political videos (laughs) and now the whole thing is fucking politics oh yeah i'm like what the fuck oh yeah same here because like you know and sometimes you know i'll go and i've talked about this on the show where i've sometimes go into those uh, youtube conspiracy theory movies you know and then it's like you know i'll watch two two different ones but then suddenly when i go back in there it's like oh recommending every variation of those that i've already seen and it's like how about something else maybe like oh you're into conspiracy theories how about this one how about this you know this oh you watched uh about conspiracy theory about um uh the flat earth theory and then like sandy hook okay well how about fluoride in the water or you know other stuff instead they give me variations of the same stuff that i've already seen it's like I already including saw the stuff that i already saw right <laughs> like i don't need to see it again well, Facebook has gotten a little bit better with um, not Facebook. I'm sorry, YouTube with the with showing you things you've already seen because now they have that line that says "watch again" yeah or "continue watching." Yeah, and, I do like that. And, and the same but thing with with Netflix. Netflix does that too. Especially, it's good when you're watching a series. Like if I I'll watch a series and then kind pick of pick up where you left and off, and then I move off, and then it's like, yeah. oh, watch this again. It was like, oh shit, I forgot I watched that one. I kind of want to see that again. Boom. Um, like it's 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 um granted these problems are first officially world. first world problems. Like <laughs> they're they're not that important. But it just it does get a little it gets a little weird when it's forced on you. And I do agree with you on that. Well, why do I have to have everything curated for me? Like I can think for myself. Right. Like why can't you just list off every movie? Now if you use if you use Netflix and you go into the search function, of course, you can have everything listed off. Just put the letter A in there and it's going to show you. But even then, it's not going to show you everything. Right. So it's hard to kind of gauge what what's on Netflix sometimes. Yeah. Unless there's some kind of list of mine. Yeah. The, you know, and the thing, like, getting back to, to Facebook and their whole curation is, you know, I understand Facebook wants to be this hub of where you get all your information. And since we've, it's already proven itself that it's unreliable in that fact, it's like now right. it's, it's trying to, you know, recover and say like, oh, well, we're going to do this based off of, you know, how many, now it's like, okay, so now it's going to be based off of how many people follow it and, and the source of it, which it should have been that way to begin with. But you're trying to use an algorithm, which is only so good you know, it's not going to filter out the bullshit that's in there because an algorithm is only going to detect certain topics, what's trending, things like that. So if people are circulating, and that's the real thing is that if people are circulating bullshit, that means people aren't reading shit. Right. So I think in a lot of instances, you know, um, Facebook, you know, I don't think we need that. Like in Facebook, we should just have, hey, pe- people you know, birthdays are up, you know, or, you know, yeah, people are sharing this, but Facebook, at the same token, shouldn't really be held responsible for, quote-unquote, curating bad news, because you can post anything on the internet, 
and in, in essence, Facebook isn't accountable for that because it's like, well, people are trending this. You know, so it's like, oh, okay. So instead of basically saying, you people are trending this, that's why it's it's a popular, you know, a popular uh, item. Oh, no, it's Facebook's problem. Facebook should have been the one looking at this. And, well, and technically, it's not their problem. I can't. I, I can't prove it. Yes, you can. But I kind of have a feeling with Facebook lately. Now, Zuckerberg and that company in general is firmly liberal, which is fine. They're, they're a private entity. They can do what they like. But I feel like I'm seeing a lot of random lib, pro-liberal articles that are not posted by anyone on my feed, like the suggested mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. I feel like something's being shoved down my throat and I didn't pay for it yet. Like that kind of shit, you know? And and, um, and that's the big thing is like, why do we have suggestions in there? Like why, why why if you're just going to use the suggestion bus to suggest things that I never look at. Right. You know, I mean, I get the ads, but the thing is, is that, you know, like, (laughs) like for me and Facebook and I was noticing that today was like, you know, suggested ads, you know, was like, Oh yeah, for $65 a month you can get these clothing. Why I've never ever searched for that in Facebook. Ooh, you know who does the best suggested ads? Amazon. Amazon uh, is perfect. They never miss with me. I don't know because sometimes it's not, it might not necessarily be something I'm going to buy, but it's usually in the realm of oh, I can see myself <laughs> liking that. You know what I mean? One of the things that that does bother me about that is the fact that they'll sometimes suggest the same th- item that I just bought. And oh, I, I have seen. Yeah. And and to me, it's kind of like you know, if you want to perfect that algorithm a little bit, maybe go like, oh, hey, it was purchased. How about this that may go with it? Yeah. You know, or like. But no, I it's been it's spot on to me. Like I'll buy, I'll buy. I bought a brush. Or like a comb, like a, a beard comb, mm-hmm. and then it gave me two suggestions that I actually purchased. Mm. Like that went right along with that. Like it was, it was. I don't know, but see, I don't, I don't purchase on Amazon all the fucking time either. Right. But their little, their little emails are never right. Okay. <laughs> like the email is to me, hey, we saw that you uh, bought a beard comb. How about a drone? What? what? <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> It didn't make any sense. I mean, I'll buy two. But right. Still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I bought it is irrelevant. But <laughs> right. I'm still trying to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, but uh, yeah, but like, yeah, and some of that, and sometimes I'll get, like, maybe I was looking for an item, or I bought an item as a gift, and that I would never, bu- you know, I bought it for someone else and never for myself, and then sometimes I would see that pop up again, like, mm. oh hey, you know, it's like I didn't buy that for me. Like you know, it's like why are you showing me that I bought, you know, six like, no, months my ago? Friends into that, my friends into that dumb shit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I never have hemorrhoids. No, that was for a friend. <laughs> yeah, shit. I don't like I don't like animal porn. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Amazon better recognize. <laughs> <laughs> but... Keep my name out your mouth, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but I I think there's there's too much, and like I understand why they why they kind of do it but like i think the one that has like the most truest one is is still like twitter you know like what's trending these hashtags are what's trending you know and and i think that's probably the most because i don't think i don't twitter's is basic compared yeah. to the it, it's not worrying about what you're doing it's and, it's 
it's worried about what the masses are looking at. Yeah. And it's just looking at numbers. It's looking at that. And then at the same time, I mean, I, to be honest, I get more news from Twitter than I do from Facebook. Because I think the biggest thing is because I get a variety of news from Twitter than it's I do not from biased. Facebook. Yeah. Yes, well, not necessarily. It's not necessarily. Well, okay. I see what you're so saying. So the news article might be biased, right. but Twitter itself right. is not biased. Yeah. That's, that's where I was like going. I was like going, oh, oh no, I think he means the other way. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> no, that way. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And it, it's, it, yeah, it's very unfeathered and it's just, I can, I can kind of go around and yeah, you can see the same articles kind of popping up with people, but, but you kind of, but if you're also following news sites and stuff like that, it is very, you know, there is. It's probably one of the more um, of the moment type of thing than Facebook is. You're you're kind of in complete control of the kind of content too, because it's it's you're not going to see shit if you're not following that person, right? You know what I mean. So if if someone if someone on your feed sharing things you don't like, just don't follow them. And I like the way with Twitter that Twitter does it is that when you go to only when you go to your profile page does it suggest people to follow. The sad thing is Twitter's never changed. Twitter's always pretty much been the same. They've they've had a few things here and there. But Twitter is kind of how Facebook used to be. Oh yeah. And then the only difference between Facebook and Twitter is Facebook you could type more things. Yeah. That that was it. You could type a fucking novel if you wanted to. Right. But yeah, and I like Twitter. And I don't I, fucking. I, I, yeah, I found myself more on, on Twitter more for news, uh, oriented stuff than I am on Facebook. On Facebook, I kind of just like peruse. It's usually when I'm bored, that I'll peruse through, you know, Facebook and kind of look and see what's going on. Um, but then with Twitter, it's it's like, it just feels more natural. I don't get bombarded. I mean, yeah, you get suggested ads with some stuff, but that's that's how they make money. You know, I'm not yeah, gonna, ads aren't going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to bitch about those. Uh, but when you get into like, you know, suggestions and stuff like that, um, I, you get that more on your profile. But what I do like about Twitter is if I haven't been on in a few hours, what you've missed pops up. Yes. So you get some of those articles of like, oh, this happened while you were off, you know, and, and I, I kind of dig that. And I, I think in certain if it's more and I feel more Twitter is more of a natural curation than than Facebook. Facebook is definitely trying to paint some kind of narrative. Um, and I don't even think Facebook knows what it is. That's the problem. Is Facebook's trying to paint some kind of narrative, but they don't even know what it is. The last thing I want to say about Twitter, though, is I like how um, there's two things with their feed that I like. One that Facebook used to have, um, where it goes in chronological order. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think they, that's they, kind they, of important. They tweak that a little bit, but it's not as noticeable on Twitter as it is on Facebook. No, not at all. Yeah. There, there'll be there'll be a few, like, these are big ones at to- at the top, and then you just scroll down a little bit, and it goes back in the order. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is, I, I a lot of people might not agree with me, but I like how random everything is, because it's not sorting anything for me. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, here, I just went to my Twitter top tweet, because somebody um, retweeted it was the tweet from uh, the Canadian prime minister about the mosque attack. Mm-hmm. And then right under that is a chick showing off her ass. So, I mean, I, mean, I yeah. know that doesn't sound good, <laughs> but it's, I, I like, I like how. I like big just, butts. I mean, I can't lie. <laughs> it's just random information. Yeah. It's a free flow of like information that you get. That, exactly. That's why. It doesn't yeah. feel constricted. It doesn't feel like somebody's scripting it for me. It's, yeah. just, it's just info. Just yeah. give me the data. Yeah, I mean, Twitter used to be more of that, and they've done it where I've seen some tweets that happened like seven hours ago, you know, stuff like that. But Facebook 
is worse than it worse in that aspect because there are times where I'll see something and it came out like two days ago and it's still popping up on my feed as far as now. Um, well, I think Twitter Twitter will do it if it's if it's huge. Hmm. Like I remember I, I was following Donald Trump just to see what the fuck he was going to say next. And um, I would get something that he posted like a few hours ago on top, but it's because so many people shared it and commented on it. And it's it's not so forced then. It's like, look, right. everyone's looking at this. You're probably going to want to look at it, and you're following the dude. So I'm going to throw this at the top. Right. You know, It's not, oh, two people like this on your page, so we need to show it to you three fucking times. <laughs> you know, like, I don't fucking care. Most of the people on my page follow stupid shit. Yeah. I just so. saw this on uh, on Facebook. Uh says here you get offended on Facebook. I'm writing you a prescription for two testicles. Oh. <laughs> oh, great. Now I got hiccups. <laughs> That's what you get talking shit. Right. You have to be more sensitive. Uh, let's see. I'm going to, I'm since you said that, I'm going to jump to see what's on the top part of my uh, Twitter feed. Um, Is uh, it the Canadian prime minister? No, oddly enough, it's um, somebody's acceptance speech at the SAG Awards and um, a promotion for uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Nice. And then, uh, oh, and then in case you missed it, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, seems the world's gone batshit crazy every few decades, just long enough to forget the last time the world went batshit crazy. Huh? I think that deserves a retweet. <laughs> Ooh, e Elon Musk. Reading the source material is better than reading other people's opinions about the source material. But a lot less fun. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, and then it, with Twitter, too, um, you have the – it wants to tell you what's trending, but it does it in a separate column, like over on the side. You know, like right now the Royal Rumble's trending. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if our list – our trending list is the same. We're testing shit now. For what Twitter? What kind of shit you got? Yeah, what kind of shit you got in your trends list? Oh well, probably because I follow probably way different stuff than you. Yeah, um, lamers. Oh yeah, the trends is tailored to you. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So mine's Royal Rumble, the Muslim ban, Quebec, Miss Universe, and then it tells you why. So like, hashtag Miss Universe. This is at I am Yannette Garcia is tweeting about this because I follow Yannette Garcia. That was actually the um, previously mentioned booty that was showing up on my <laughs> on my feet. So anyway, yeah, so a, yeah, one we endorse Twitter. Yeah, I think oh. Twitter. I think Twitter's the best. Like, if if you if you want news, then go to Twitter, start a Twitter account if you don't have one, and follow every major news outlet and you'll get us. the same ones but you can read and us and you can um you can read them all and then make your own opinions all quick right on the same page i know that make forming your own opinion is a little a little weird but once right. you do it you're gonna find you're gonna free you're, you're gonna free yourself up of a lot of bullshit free your mind <laughs> all right anyway. so on that note i think that's covers our, discuss our discussion topic. Fuck, I hate when I get the hiccups. So I guess uh, now we go into some uh, douchebaggery. 
So mine comes from uh, the Huffington Post, of course. So it already starts off being a little cheeky. Kenny Rogers sang that the gambler needs to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. But he forgot to mention that it's not a good idea to leave a casino to rob a bank or to come back to the casino after the robbery and continue gambling. Kerry Johnson made a teensy tiny little error last summer. It, now it's a sure bet he'll be serving 5 to 18 years in prison. The 52-year-old pleaded guilty to second-degree robbery on Wednesday for an August 2nd robbery of the bank in Charleston, West Virginia, according to the Charleston Gazette Journal. Authorities said Johnson was gambling at the Mardi Gras Casino in uh, Nitro when he got up from the blackjack table, put a $25 chip on hold to hold his spot. John Johnson then went to the bank, gave a note to the teller saying he had a bomb and a weapon, according to the paper. Johnson left the bank with 5000 only to go back to the casino and resume his blackjack game, according to the paper. Johnson was arrested the next day after detectives received an anonymous tip. After searching his residence, investigators found a yellow Nego pad matching the paper used for the robbery note, as well as a hat similar to the one worn by him in the surveillance video, according to WCHS-TV. Detectives also found a large amount of money stuffed into Johnson's couch, and they also recovered $500 in stolen money from the same table where he had been playing blackjack. Wow. Uh, at Wednesday's hearing, Johnson told the judge he'd taken a few drugs the day of the robbery, but recognized himself after seeing the video from the bank, according to the Associated Press. Johnson will learn, um, learn how much time he will spend in prison when he's sentenced on March 2nd. A whole lot. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're doing bad at the table, just go home. Yeah. You don't need to rob a bank. Call it a call it a fucking wash. Right. And go home. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, dude, what, what are, are we thinking? doing? What are you doing? What are here? we doing? Trump's so, America. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So my I I know I usually have a funny story, but I came across this one and pissed me off. And this is the douchebag of the week. So I I I definitely need to throw this up here. So this one might not make you happy. Just letting you know, Steve. Um, <laughs> video taken. This is in Tampa, Florida. What the fuck is going video on? Video taken. I don't know, dude. Video taken from a home webcam is sparking outrage. Outrage after a home health care aide was captured both verbally and physically abusing her 94-year-old patient, Brenda Floyd, who's 59 is wanted by police in Texas after family members reported the video which shows Floyd repeatedly striking her patient, Dorothy Bratton, on the head. Bratton's family hired Floyd after she placed an ad looking for a job on Care.com, a website which does not automatically screen workers. Instead, it allows users to pay extra for a third-party background check. Um, by users, they mean the people who are trying to hire people. So you can hire someone, and if you want a background check, you can, but you got to pay a little extra. Uh, no one should be treated in the way people are treated in these videos, except Patricia Henderson, Elder Abuse Prevention Coordinator at Tampa-based Senior Connection Center. It outrages me, said Henderson, who believes, believes videos like the one captured in Texas highlights the need for loved ones to thoroughly check out 
home health care workers and assisted living homes when hiring an individual. Henderson recommends going through a local company that's licensed and insured in Florida. That's if you live in Florida. Um, it's a lot of blah, blah, blah. Okay, elderly abuse experts here in Florida say the Texas case is far from isolated with an estimated 50,000 reports of elderly abuse, uh, neglect, or exploitation reported in the state every year. If, the, if you suspect abuse, contact the Elder Abuse Hotline at 1-800-96-ABUSE. If anyone needs assistance in finding a service for seniors or their caregivers, help can be found, found by calling the Elder Hotline at 1-800-96-ELDER. Just want to get those phone numbers out there. Um, also, the video be, sure, be sure when you before you call the, the hotline, be sure to beat the ever-living shit out of the person that's doing it. And then that's call the hotline. Talking. Now, I don't know, Steve, I don't know if you saw this video. This video is online. And uh, it's a horrible sight. This woman has Alzheimer's. You can tell she's not completely there mentally. Mm -hmm. And she fell asleep on the chair. And this woman is, the caregiver is angry because I guess... It looks, if you piece the, the video together, it looks like the, the elderly woman is giving her dog people food. Um, and the care, caregiver keeps telling her not to do that. Obviously, she has Alzheimer's. She's not going to remember. Right. You know, so um, she struck her on the head, back of the head, multiple times, bro. I, I lost count. It was constant. And then she told her, she's screaming at her, told her to get up. Needed to go to her bed saying, get to your fucking bed, this and that. Horrendous. I'm talking about this. The beginning of last year, my grandfather passed away, and he was in that kind of way before. You know what I mean? He was, he was out of it. He didn't know this and that. And um, to see something like this, disgusting. And I can tell you right now, I don't hit women, but I beat the shit out of this chick. Oh, yeah. No question. Anybody who does that just deserves it. Now, this article doesn't add on. Um, they did catch up with her. She tried to skip town. Of course she did. Uh, because the uh, the son of the um, the elderly woman uh, confronted her and said he's calling the police. First of all, don't tell people you're calling the police. <laughs> just call the police. Yeah, just call the You know cops. what I mean? So she tried to skip town. They're looking for her. They finally caught up with her a few towns over. Um, and she's charged with elderly abuse, which is a class two felony. Um, so she's looking at prison time. She's out on bond right now. It was like a five thousand dollar bond, but she she's going to prison, and she fucking deserves it. Yeah. So it's just it's no joke. Like I, I'm sorry yeah. we have to end on a, on a low note, but fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just yeah. You never you don't call the cops first, or you don't tell them you're gonna call the cops and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Then call the cops. And then most likely the cops will join in and beat them before they take them down. To the <laughs> That's real talk. <laughs> Dude, if you call the cops and the cop shows up and you smack the motherfucker for beating your elderly like parent, they ain't going to say shit. They're going to look the other way. They're going to be like, I don't, I don't, she must have fell. They're going to be like, they're going to look and they're like, um, are you, are you, are you finished with her? No, right. I'm still We can off. wait outside. They're like, okay. Right. You know what? There was a donut shop across the street. Be back in 10. Okay. We'll be back in 10. Right. But also, too, this this brings up a point. If you have an elderly parent, grandparent, whatever, in care like this, look, I get it. That, you know, we all got to work. You know what I mean? Like, visit them. Yeah. 
Like, take some time out of your weekend or your day off and go see how things how things are doing. You know, check them out real quick. If they if they're this woman, unfortunately, her communication skills were were all but gone because of the Alzheimer's. So if that's the case, check them out. Yeah. Make sure they don't have any welts on their head or fucking silly bruises everywhere. Yeah. You know, don't don't just leave them in a facility and go, oh fuck it, I wash my hands and I don't have to deal with it anymore. Like they kind of raised you. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you you can give them the decency. Right. You know. Uh, Shit, I just went over my my grandmother's house today. <laughs> she was fucking going on about some dumb shit. I guess some kids outside were being loud, and I come in and go, "What's what's the matter?" And she goes, "These fucking kids! I swear to God, because <laughs> they're lucky that I have to stay in this bed most time. Come on, kick everyone's ass!" <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, but I'm over there three times a week. You know, hit up the store, see if she needs anything. Just come in and talk with her for a little bit. Right. It don't take much. You know what I mean? Like don't. Don't just dr- don't just let them rot somewhere by themselves. That's so sad to me. Yeah, you know. But whatever, we can move on. All right. So, um, yeah. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm sorry we had to end negatively, but that's my that's the douchiest thing I saw. <laughs> you know. So. All right, so that is it for this episode. Uh, Please rate and review the show. Please review the show on iTunes. This helps us out immensely. Uh, If you want to catch our back catalog, you can check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lazygeeks, or search us out on Twitter and Instagram by searching thelazygeeks, one word. And you can find the links to all our social media hubs through our website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle age geek, Instagram middle age underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I am on Twitter, as we thoroughly discussed, <laughs> uh, at sapientlg. All right. And be sure to tune in to um, our show on Friday. It is the return of just another podcast. And uh, this one, we get a little political. Little bit, little bit, little bit, tiny bit, tiny bit, <laughs> little bit. You know, what, you know what I like about it though right. is that we kind of said everyone was stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's what that's how we feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the sum up, and I think that's just the title for Friday's episode is "Everyone is Stupid." So I think right. I think we just got that one there. So yeah, so in case you're curious, and we also answer a uh, a viewer's question. Um, which I think was a good way to end that show. Um, So yeah, that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.